It's Tuesday, January 17th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, the Guardians roster is looking uh, like it's almost pretty much set right now with uh, the the passing of the arbitration signings uh, on Friday. Uh, all of the arbitration eligible, uh, I believe seven Guardians players uh, who were, were eligible for arbitration are now uh, signed and in the fold. And uh, everybody's expected to be in Goodyear uh, when the pitchers and catchers report uh, in the middle of February. Yeah, Joe, it went off uh, for the second year. They went seven for seven to front off office. Uh, you know, Chris Antonetti, uh, Mike Chernoff uh, rolled the per- you know, ran the table uh, in, in arbitration. Uh, they got their big guys done. They got their little guys done. So, uh, you know, from Shane Bieber signing for just over 10 million to uh, to uh, uh, Karen Check signing for, uh, you know, 1.5 million. Um, they got all those guys done. Uh, so, like you said, the uh, the roster's just pretty much set unless, you know, something really unexpected uh, you know, comes along between now and uh, opening day. Yeah, that, that, that really does beg the question, are the Guardians done adding to this roster before, uh, you know, spring training opens? Uh, I guess if we, if we ask Chris Antonetti, the answer would be, well, we're always open to and we're always engaging and, and looking, but uh, I think right now they're going to roll with what they've got. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I think, and, you know, do you see him making a major move? I, I don't, you know, I mean, I guess, you know, uh, what, Brian Brian Reynolds, the the, the uh, Pirates outfielder is still being, being shopped around. I mean, that would be a major acquisition. I know Cleveland has had interest in him in the past, but, you know, I, what would you have to give up to get him, Joe? I mean, that's yeah. that's another uh, you know a, kind of a uh, the the Murphy the Oakland catcher deal. That's what it would. Sean Murphy would it would take uh, another deal like that or some kind of package like that to uh, to bring to make that deal. So I think you know I think we might see some moves on the edges of the roster, but I don't I don't think uh, we're going to see a big uh, impactful move. You know, with the, with the twenty six or the forty man roster from here on out. Yeah, maybe a a, a spring invitee, a, a veteran guy, uh, more uh, options in the the bullpen to see if somebody can win a job. But uh, but you're right. I think right now they're gonna they're gonna roll with the young guys they've got. Uh, they're gonna see uh, who who sticks around and 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 who you know sort of earns a job on the roster. We'll we'll figure out what the what the position battles will entail. Uh, and there really shouldn't be too too many of them uh, if if they if everybody stays healthy right now. So uh, you know maybe they they start juggling things in the rotation at some point, but that's going to be later on. There has to be some sort of event or or uh, some sort of change that that makes it so that they they need to start looking at the the rotation. Otherwise, they're going to go with with who they've got. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Uh, you know, like you, you look at the other teams, you know, uh, Boston all of a sudden has a need for a shortstop, you know, and, you know, that's it makes almost makes <clears throat> too much sense that they would come to Cleveland and talk to Cleveland, maybe about Rosario, maybe about one of their upper level guys, you know, shortstop prospects. But, you know, I just I just don't see that happening. You know, I think, you know, it. What they have is what is what they what they're going to open the year with right now. The main the main twenty, you know, that the main starting nine or starting ten. 
Yeah, and we can get into, you know, in, in, in later podcasts about, you know, how uh, Aaron Savali and, and Zach Plesak, uh need to really step up and, and prove themselves again this year to, to sort of maintain their spots in the in the rotation. Otherwise, they're they're going to start rolling guys in behind them and, and uh, you know, they, they could be at risk uh, or police that could just go punch a, a pitching mound and, and take care of the problem itself right there. Uh We'll, we'll we'll see how that goes, but uh, you know, so that's the the roster I guess set up right now. Just the the list of guys I I believe you mentioned Shane Bieber uh, signed for uh, just over uh, ten million. I he signed for like what ten million and ten million and one thousand dollars or something like that. What, yeah, what's 10. with the weird 0. number? 0. 10. 0. 10. 0. I thought. What, what's with the weird number? Uh, did, did, did they give any? Uh, I, we, there's got to be a story there. Uh, why wouldn't you sign for, uh, you know, ten million or you know, uh, I I don't get it. I uh, we've got to find. Maybe we'll find out at Guards Fest this weekend why uh, why the, the 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 contract was just over ten million. Maybe it's to you know compare it to somebody else uh, who's a, a a comparable uh, guy in arbitration. Uh, you know, a, 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 compar- a comparable contract, maybe. Yeah, I Who think knows? I think you you hit the nail on the head there, Joe. I think uh, Giolito signed with the White Sox for ten, I believe, ten point four. So they're right. You know, there's there was a bunch. Of, there was you know quite a few pitchers in Bieber's class that all signed for right for around ten million. So they're probably all trying to, you know, jockey for position there. I I don't know if that if that's right, but. It was, it was, if you look at the arbitration settlements or agreements, there was a bunch of guys, you know, kind of, you know, in Shane Bieber's service, service class that they were all signed for about the same amount. What did, uh, what did Rosario get? Rosario got uh, 8.5. Okay. And then Quantrill 5.55, uh, Naylor 3.35, uh, and, who uh, else? Plesak. Plesak, Ken. 2.95, uh, Savali 2.6, and uh, Karen Check 1.5. I think, yeah, so, yeah. so there you go. That's the uh, the all of the arbitration eligible uh, guardians are, are in the fold at, at the moment. So, uh, we'll move forward with that roster, uh, as well as the international signing period that took place uh, over the, the weekend. I know the uh, there's a lot going on at the Dominican Academy. Uh, you know, down there in the Dominican Republic, uh, but uh, they had a, a a big signing event down there with uh, a lot of those guys. Uh, the next uh, the next Jose Ramirez is in that class, right? Right, Jose? <laughs> you never know, Joe. I mean, twenty four guy. Uh, they announced the signing of uh, twenty four uh, international free agents. You know, guys from uh, the Dominican, kids from the Dominican. You got, you got to be 16 to sign, and most of them are just around 16, 17. You know, uh, so 24 uh, players signed, um, and uh, the uh, Cleveland had a, a you know signing bonus pool of uh, about 5.8 million. Uh, their top two guys, uh, Welbin uh, Francisca, a shortstop, signed for uh, $1.375 million, and, and an outfielder, Yerlin uh, Luis, 
signed for 850 grand. They're both from uh, La, La Romano uh, uh, in the Dominican Republic. So, but Joe, these uh, 24 kids signed. It's it's and you know they had te- they had a like a group signing. They they did a great job uh, with you know announcing this. I guess the signing period started on Sunday and runs through uh, December 15th of this year. So uh, you know I don't know if they they went through their whole uh, signing bonus pool. But, you know, I think uh, there'll probably be some some players that they add, of, you know, going along here. Yeah, and I, I know that uh, there was also a, a lot of uh, play ball activities, uh, youth act, uh, uh, sort of activities uh, sponsored by Jose Ramirez and the Guardians down there. Uh, Ramirez was giving away uh, bats and helmets and, and gloves to, to kids and and just holding events down there. So it looked like it was a, a, a fun week, a fun weekend uh, down in the Dominican uh, with the Guardians, sort of, you know, they're they're one of the the, the big franchises down there where you could walk around uh, in in the Dominican and see a lot of Cleveland gear uh, because the uh, the folks down there uh, they know uh, what a commitment the the club has made to to that area with their academy down there. Yeah, they've they've been there for a long time, Joe. I think probably the Dodgers were the first team to really kind of put down their roots in the Dominican Republic, uh, you know, and uh, Cleveland wasn't far behind and they've invested, uh, you know, under Paul Dolan, they've invested a lot of time and a lot of money uh, in, uh, you know, developing players, um, signing players, you know, and and not only that, but, you know, giving them an education because so many of these kids, you know, leave school early uh, and when, and, just think about this. These kids, you know, were are 17 and 16 years old that they signed. And they've, you know, the Indians, I mean, you know, the Guardians and every other, you know, big league club has been scouting them since they probably 13 or 14. You know, they're all in these, they all have trainers. They're all in these little academies. Uh, so it's it's a different life. And it's, you know, this is a, Sunday was a huge day for all these families and, and the players and the trainers. You know, it's it's a uh, it's a big event. I mean, it's a life changing event to a lot of these guys. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why uh, there was so much uh, disagreement back when they were trying to get the the contract, the uh, the collective bargaining agreement worked out uh, over the, um, the the debate was over the the internet having an international draft and and making that you know more of a a sort of a regimented thing. Uh, it would be a big change for a lot of the guys down there uh, in 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 that area in the Dominican. Uh, like you said, a day like this probably wouldn't happen if uh, if the 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 rules had changed uh, because of the collective bargaining agreement. Yeah, there's you know two of the two of the players uh, Cleveland signed were actually born in Florida. They their their hometowns are in Florida. But, you know, they 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 have Dominican heritage. They spent a lot of time in the Dominican and they went back there to uh, sign uh, because I, I thought, you know, they, they may have thought that they got a better deal that way than, you know, staying and, and being eligible for the uh, the MLB amateur draft, the first year player draft. You know, George Valera did the same thing and he's the uh, Cleveland's top uh, outfield, our top position player prospect right now. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, it's uh, it's very similar to what uh, what George Blair did, and you know maybe maybe it's just a matter of having, uh, you know, having the eyeballs just on you down there. Maybe you stand out a little bit more uh, coming from uh, the United States back to the Dominican, uh, and and you look a little more polished. I don't know, maybe uh, to the to the scouts down there. Uh, we'll see, but, uh, Hey, uh, you just wanted to mention, uh, a piece that you wrote over the weekend on, uh, Carlos Baerga, our, uh, our good friend, Carlos, <laughs> who, who just, who just seems to be everywhere, uh, you know, around the ballpark, around the, the, the team. And then, uh, you, you talked to Carlos and, and, and talk to him about maybe, uh, maybe a new career possibility for this guy. Yeah, Carlos, you're right. He is, he is everywhere. And, uh, you know, Carlos, you know, has for the last two off seasons, he's kind of shocked uh, a lot of baseball writers. You know, he's broken some uh, some big stories. He, uh, you know, he had the uh, Rafael Devers extension, uh, Boston signing Devers. He, he uh, you know, last year he had a couple of scoops. And, uh, you know, Carlos has his own podcast. Um, he does nightly from Puerto Rico. And, uh, you know, he 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 knows everybody. You know, he he's coached, he's played. In in the uh, in winter ball in in Puerto Rico, uh, this for the W he worked for ESPN you know doing games in in the Spanish uh, language channel for seven years, and in the WBC in Miami in March, get get this team uh, uh, Joe uh, it'll be Carlos Baerga, Omar Vizquel, Tony Pena, and Luis Soho are going to do some of the games from uh, from uh, Miami the World Baseball Classic games. So, so, so that's going to be bro- fun. That's going to be the broadcast crew. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I I need <laughs> to learn Spanish between now and then. I, I need I need to hear this. It'll be great. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so he's but he's having a heck of a time. He's he's enjoying it. You know, he's taking some swings and misses like like a lot of us. You know, uh, in the <laughs> prediction business. But he's he's hit a couple too. I think. Uh, I'm trying to think of the big. He had uh, he had Correa going to, to the Giants before that deal fell through, and he had uh, he had a Verlander of all people. He had mm-hmm. Verlander going to the Mets before anybody else did. And everybody who tweets, you know, you know, they, they tweet, you know, to uh, who had it first, and then, and all the writers tweet, you know, uh, uh, hats off to uh, Carlos Baerga. Uh, for having this story first and they go dot 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 yes that carlos Baerga. <laughs> yeah it's kind of hard to believe uh <laughs> but but yeah no, just kind of neat to see uh carlos and the connections that he's made and and uh see him sort of prospering like this uh, everywhere you look the the word that we use is ubiquitous he's uh, he's everywhere so uh we'll look forward to seeing him when the wbc rolls around uh later on in march I uh, wanted to mention uh, something you found, uh, a one-time uh, Cleveland uh, player and outfielder, uh, Alex Ramirez, and, and the success that he had uh, sort of in his career after he was in Cleveland. Uh, what's the latest on Alex Ramirez? 
Yeah, Alex Ramirez, <clears throat> excuse me, former outfielder for Cleveland uh, from Venezuela. On uh, on Friday over the weekend, he was inducted into the Japanese Professional Baseball Hall of Fame. The first non-Japanese uh, born player to to be honored in that regard. He, you know, he played forever over there, Joe. He had 2,000 hits in, in Japan. He, I, I think he hit 300, maybe over 300 home runs in his entire career, counting the minors. He hit uh, 508 home runs. He played briefly for Cleveland uh, in 19, from 1998 to, I think, 2000. Probably only played about 90 games. But, Joe, just think about the the you know we talk about the pitching factory that cleveland has now just think about those that those 90s those that that 90 franchise you know the 90s franchise the hitters they produced alex ramirez couldn't even get a shot here you know manny ramirez jim tomey brian giles richie sexton you know they they just kept rolling those guys out and um you know and you know a lot of them like giles and sexton there was, there was no place for those guys to play on these teams. Right. Yeah. And and that was sort of the, the, the thing at the time, it was like, they couldn't, they had so many outfielders, you know, that where, where you put them right now, they've got so many infielders, where are these guys going to go? It, it, it seems to go in cycles and waves like that. And, uh, and, and really once the, uh, once the pitching factory sort of, you know, kicked in and that's, it has been a constant. Now they can, sort of focus back on these position players and we've got a, a good crop of them coming up now uh, to, to see that, but maybe we'll, we'll run into the same problems that uh, the guardians did uh, that, that Cleveland did back in the, the late nineties and, and have to start trading away good, good players to, to sort of further their, their uh, keep their window open uh, in, in the big leagues at the big league level. Uh, so yeah, Alex Ramirez, uh, Japanese Hall of Fame. That's uh, that, that's pretty cool. But uh, you know, we'll we'll look forward to to seeing who the uh, who the next Cleveland Hall of Famer is. Uh, there's a couple of guys on the ballot, and uh, we're getting pretty close to the uh, the the time and date when uh, when the names will be revealed and announced. Uh, Hoinsey, who uh, who do you think is getting in this year uh, when when Cooperstown opens its doors? Well, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be tight, Joe. I think, uh, you know, everyone is, you know, it looks like, you know, just from, you know, reading Twitter and, uh, you know, looking at the the polls, uh, you know, Scott Rowland's got a really good chance. I mean, he might be the only guy that gets in, um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, uh, you know, the ballot is kind of cleared off with all the, uh, you know, with Bonds and Clemens and Sosa, you know, all the steroid uh, related guys. You know, th- that last year was their final year on the ballot. And uh, so they've dropped off. And now the ballot is kind of, it's an open field right now. And there's not really a guy that really kind of jumps out and grabs you, you know, just, uh, but Roland has, had, you know, has made big strides over the last couple of years. And I, I would think if anyone gets in, it's going to be him, Joe. Yeah, I think that, I, I think if I were making a prediction right now, I think one guy and that guy is Scott Roland. Uh, I sure would like to see Billy Wagner and maybe Andrew Jones get in at, at some point, but you know I don't know how how much longer their window is uh, on the ballot. Uh, certainly a lot of uh, a lot of worthy names on there, but uh, there are you know still questions on a couple of them uh, as well in terms of the uh, uh, the steroid question. So we'll uh, we'll look forward to next week and the. The announcement uh, for for the the Cooperstown class of of 2023. Uh, 
yeah uh it, it's it's always a it's the one thing to, to keep debating i guess uh, at, at this point in the season or in, in the off season uh when when we're not talking about things like guards fest huh yeah definitely uh, i mean it's uh you know the eternal debate you know the the do you, do you like a, a small hall do you like a big hall is there, or is it the hall of the very very good or is it the hall of the uh you know don't no doubt about it players you know i mean you know we've still got a couple of the steroid kind of tainted guys manny ramirez alex rodriguez you know in in uh in a perfect world those guys would have been first ballot guys you know they would have been already in but you know that's not the case and uh, the clock is ticking on both of them you know i've i've just from uh, watching the ballots that have been posted online uh, you know they they picked up quite a few votes so i think you know their their vote totals rodriguez and ramirez's vote totals will probably go up this year yeah the uh the the voting electorate so to speak is 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 changing demographically uh, some of the older guys are, are falling off and, and there are a lot more new first time voters and younger voters. So uh, they don't feel as strongly about the the the, the, the steroid era guys and, and they will will vote in favor of some of those guys. And you, you're going to see uh, maybe a guy like Alex Rodriguez uh, in, in his last couple of years of eligibility gets a boost because uh, the, the younger uh, voting electorate will, you know, will be there to choose for him. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, Rodriguez, I think this is what a second or third year, Joe. So he's got, he's still got some time. Manny, I think this is his sixth or seventh year. So, you know, the clock is ticking a little faster on Manny. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, after, after eight more years, if, if more of the uh, sort of the old guard starts, starts falling off of uh, their, their voting cycle and a lot more younger, newer voters come in, I think those newer, younger voters are, are more likely to vote for a guy like an Alex Rodriguez uh, and, and get him in, which which wouldn't it be weird to have Rodriguez in the Hall of Fame, but not Bonds and Clemens? And, you know, he's just as just as tainted and guilty as those guys are. So, yeah. And Joe, and we saw what happened when, uh, you know, Clemens and Bonds went to the uh, the Veterans Committee this this past winter. I mean, in, in December, they did they did not get in. They didn't get a they didn't get a sniff. So, uh you know, yeah, that that would be the the irony of ironies for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to wrap it up uh, for today's uh, podcast. On Thursday, we're going to give a uh, whole rundown of what we're looking forward to and and who we're going to talk to at uh, Guards Fest coming up on Saturday. Should be a fun day uh, at the convention center. A uh, lot to look forward to there. Quincy, we will talk to you on Thursday. All right, Joe.